Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show, presented by The Big Lead. I am going to lay waste to the Detroit Tigers because I have had enough. I am pissed. I am frustrated. I am despondent. I am disappointed. I am aggrieved. I'm struggling to make sense of what has been a disastrous first 34 games. Let's get back in the Wayback Machine for some recent history. The Detroit Tigers, after a proud run from 2006 to 2014, in which they were relevant, in which they contended, fouled that up with seven years of nonsense, of not competing, of losing seasons, of 100 lost seasons, of cellar dwelling, of feeling listless, hopeless, like there was no end in sight for this rebuild, as if they weren't even trying to rebuild at all. Ownership would not spend money. There was no plan. Then last year, A.J. Hinch appears from the clouds like manna from heaven. The Tigers respond by starting 9-24 and with awful offense, punchless offense, couldn't hit their way out of a paper bag. Something miraculous happens over the last five months of the year, and the Detroit Tigers play winning baseball, and it inspires us. And we start thinking, oh, if not for that terrible start, maybe this is a playoff team. The offseason comes. There are many free agents on the board, most namely Carlos Correa. Everybody gets jacked up thinking that the shortstop, that one with Hinch in Houston, could come back, they could join forces, put together something really special here. They don't get Correa, but they get Javi Baez. They get Eduardo Rodriguez to be the ace of the staff. They get Austin Meadows. They get a few more pieces. It starts to look like this could be a real team, and that 500 is very attainable. And perhaps, maybe, just maybe, competing for one of those wildcard spots could be in play if they don't get off to a poor start. And it seems unbelievable. I never would have predicted this after last year and after all the optimism going into this year, the Tigers sit here at 9-23. and 23. If they lose tonight, they will match their mark of last year. And at this point, it seems more likely than not that they will start worse than last year. How long is this losing stretch going to continue? Well, I don't have the answer for you because it could be forever. The Tigers just allowed the Oakland A's, who had lost nine in a row themselves, to come into Comerica Park and take four of five games in a bizarrely long 
series. The offense sucked as it has sucked all year. There's no way to sugarcoat it. This team has no offensive punch and the Calvary is not coming. The pitching has not been great, but it has not been the issue. The bullpen has been fantastic. All of these young people in the pen, all of these arms that are developing and showing promise are being wasted because their efforts are being backed by one, two, potentially zero run outputs from this lineup, which scares nobody, which has holes from top to bottom, and more often than not has gone out there and put up a damn soccer score. It is as if A.J. Hinch transformed into Jose Mourinho and his whole goal is to win ball games one to nothing. Not a terrible strategy for European soccer. An awful strategy for Major League Baseball. You are not going to win baseball games if you're relying on getting two runs and then holding the opponent to zero or one. That's just common sense 101. Let's talk about that lineup which has been painful to watch. You see it posted every single day and you wonder if this is the day they are going to break out. Three hours later, you're reminded that they may never break out. Austin Meadows has been the one bright spot, if you can call it that. An OPS of 715. He leads the team in batting at 270. He has got clutch hits. He has looked like a top of the order man. No issues there. A rare glimmer of sunshine, brief and fleeting amid an afternoon full of dark, stormy clouds. Miguel Cabrera at 267 and a robust OPS of 655. Let's try to be positive here, too. It was great to see him get that 3,000th hit. It has been great to see him get 600 doubles. Miguel Cabrera is one of the greatest right-handed batters that has ever played baseball, but he is a shell of himself. He continues to hit third or fourth in the lineup despite having five extra base hits in 105 at-bats. He scares nobody. He is still able to poke the ball to right field, but outside of that, he can do little else. Robbie Grossman has been okay. If you call okay, having a 608 OPS, I do not. At the top of the order, he has drawn 17 walks. He has also struck out 34 times. He is on pace to strike out 162 times this year. And for all those strikeouts, guess how many home runs he has? As many as you and I, that's right, zero. Jamer Candelario struggling mightily has been a little bit better of late. His OPS is 595. It's like a bad credit score. Searching from both sides of the plate without answers. He was supposed to take a step and he hasn't taken the step. And it's a huge reason why this lineup is not performing because they are relying on him as if he is a legit middle of the lineup batter when we have enough evidence to suggest that he is not. Now, he closed the year over the last four months of 2021 really well. He is a microcosm of this team. We thought, okay, well, if he can do that, 
then that gives the Tigers a chance to compete in a central that has been down. The White Sox have problems. The Twins have played well, but the Tigers find themselves so far back right now that it would take an unworldly run just for them to get back to 500. And that's still going to leave them with a hill to climb. So prospects of the playoffs are extremely bleak already, meaning it's another summer that's completely wasted. Not a single bit of fun to be had. Jonathan Scope has been an embarrassment. And I like Jonathan Scope. He had a fantastic year last year. What he's doing, cover your ears. If there are kids in the car, he has an OPS of 413. That's 413. Jonathan Scope is five extra base hits on the year. He's striking out five times for every walk. His at-bats are gross, disgusting. He goes up there and you know that he has no chance. And we are not talking about an insignificant stretch of the year here. We're talking about 20% of the season. Will he respond? Will water find its level in some form? Yes. But the fact that he is doing this for so long, well being relied on to be a run producer is a disaster. It's a nightmare. The Tigers gave him a contract. They chose him over other options. That looks like a huge, huge self-inflicted wound right now. And it opens the conversation, which I'll get to later, of who from this lineup is realistically part of a Tigers team when they finally get their act together and want to compete. One person who will be a part of that team but has shown that he's not quite ready for the prime time is Spencer Torkelson, clocking in with an OPS of 534. Yes, he's hit some big home runs. He's also struck out 35 times and is hitting 146. He's not quite there yet, and that's okay. We expect big things from him. I don't even hate that he's getting major league reps because the opportunity and the potential is there. There are going to be some speed bumps along the way when it comes to Spencer Torkelson's development, as well as Riley Green, who we should mention the Tigers' best hitting prospect who has been injured and has yet to play a game. But by the time they get him, it's going to look like they're going to be faced with the decision of getting him major league reps, bringing him up to the big club, or just letting him go to the minors because he's going to have no impact on what is ultimately looking like a lost season. Akil Badu, last year's standout player, last year's big surprise. We were expecting big things. Sent down to the minors with a 438 OPS. Akil Badu, not drawing walks, not working the count, swinging at everything, not making hard contact. How much more do you need to hear? He deserved to go back to the minors. Whether he will be back or not remains to be seen. Honestly, his production is not far off what the replacement player is offering on the Tigers, and that is a sad, sad state of affairs. Tucker Barnhart, catcher they brought in to hem the staff, has been great behind the dish. He's also been good at the plate. How about that? And by good at the plate, I mean a 662 OPS. But at least his at-bats have purpose. He's shown the ability to hit the ball to the opposite field. If I'm sitting down here and I'm ranting and I'm complaining about the Detroit Tigers, Tucker Barnhart deserves to be in a separate room, shielded from this, because it doesn't concern him. It doesn't pertain to him. He's been fine. 
no complaints. Tucker Barnhart, serviceable major league player. Is that too much to ask? Apparently so. Javi Baez, this one really hurts because I love Javi Baez. And watching him play defense each and every single day has been a revelation. It's been fun. He's the most exciting player in baseball. It's as if Ray Ardonez could also hit. It's been a real thrill. What hasn't been a thrill? His plate discipline. Swings at everything. 608 OPS. Struck out 23 times. He's hit two homers. He's been okay, but he has been a shell of himself. This is not what he can do. He's nowhere near what he can do. And his struggles just exemplify how there's not a single safe harbor in this lineup to get the job done. Is this a blip on the radar for him? Hopefully. But you see how undisciplined he is at the plate. And you see how easy it is for pitchers to get him out by throwing soft away or fastballs in the dirt, knowing that he's going to be hacking, knowing that even if he makes contact, it's not going to be hard, destructive contact. They have the ultimate confidence against him because wouldn't you? What about him scares you? You miss a pitch inside? Sure. He's going to take it out of the park every now and again. But if you hit your spots and you work that outside third of the plate, you're going to be just fine. Come on, man. So I opened this up to callers, and that proved to be a giant mistake as the first, identifying only as Johan, connected, and the scene was horrific, completely nude, pleasuring himself, something I wouldn't see again, truly jarring and terrible on a Friday morning. Nobody should be confronted with that. But having said it, honestly, maybe a better viewing experience than watching the Tigers because at least there was some drama. I didn't know what was happening. I, I didn't know how things were going to end. Uh, ultimately, I bounced him. Uh, I apologize to everybody else in the room who fled in fear and disgust, horror. Uh, you know, we're, that's, the, that's what you get. That's when you open it up to the masses. You are going to get... Um, you're going to get all types. You're going to get all kinds. And if, if it's a man treating his body like an amusement park, a la George Costanza, that's what you're going to get. And considering all the bad baseball I've watched this year, it hardly phases me. And maybe that's something to explore because this struggle has really hardened me. I have so much confidence and faith in AJ Hinch. I am on the record saying that he should get a lifetime contract I think he is the guy for the job. I love what he's done. I love his approach. I loved how last year the team responded to his coaching, took huge steps, took huge strides, won games they had no business winning, played above their potential. And that's what has made things so frustrating this year. All that momentum is just gone. You watch them, they feel dead. The fans feel dead. The ballpark was buzzing earlier this year on New Hope and Miguel Cabrera's milestone chase. It is now dead as fans realize that yet another summer is going to go by in a proud baseball town without having a real baseball team. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of living like this. What makes me so frustrated is how good of a town 
Detroit is, how supportive it is of its sporting teams, and how time and time again we have just been fed crap and slop and sludge, been asked to say thank you and respond by buying tickets and merchandise and showing that support that's always there. We are in many ways a city that has Stockholm Syndrome. The Detroit Lions have broke our brains in ways that we cannot even begin to comprehend. That type of losing, that type of ineptitude, and yet year after year, people tune in, still want to see it, has got us in some bad habits. And we got to break out of them. We have to demand more. Pressure on ownership this offseason was actually pretty significant. And I do think that that caused Illich and Alavila to spend money when spending money has been the last thing that they want to do. Did they go out and get the players that everybody wanted? Not really. But they went out and got players that could help this team now, could help this team be an 85-win club. Those players have failed miserably thus far. I'm not so sure it's an indictment of ownership. I'm not so sure they made a bevy of poor choices and that this is not just baseball being weird and sucky and the Tigers getting a bad hand. But what is going to have to happen to turn this around? Because fans have suffered through six or seven years of this rebuild with nothing to show for it. Yes, there is a stable of stars in the minors or already in the majors. If you look at the young players that have already produced this season, Tarek Skubal has been fantastic. He could be a future ace. Casey Mize, unfortunately, got injured. The same with Matt Manning. Alex Fajardo has been good in his two starts. Bo Brisky has real potential. Joey Wentz, eh, not so much. Torkelson, as I mentioned, hit a big bomb in Kansas City, and you can really see what his future is going to be as a cornerstone at the first base position. But who outside that group deserves to stay in Detroit? Which veteran has earned his keep? We can go up and down the roster. Has Jamer? I'm not so sure. The Jamer experiment has been a long and slow one, and at times it's been fruitful. But I think it's clear that he's never going to be the player that he was supposed to be. We've kind of seen his ceiling, and it's an okay ceiling, but it's nothing great. Miguel Cabrera is in many ways a deterrent to winning. Stinks to say, but it's true. He's occupying a marquee position in the lineup and doing nothing with it. He can't run the bases. He can't play the field. He can't hit for power. If he wants to be a positive presence in the clubhouse, on the bench, and adapt into that role, that's great. There are signs that show that he's willing to do that for the first time in his career. So it's not a total lost cause. If Miguel Cabrera wants to stick around and be a bit of a mascot, and play every second day, get some high leverage at bats as a pinch hitter because he can still put the ball in play, that's fine. 
He is not an important piece to a championship ball club anymore. Not in Detroit, not anywhere. Eric Haas, good last year, pretty bad this year. Jonathan Scope, I hope not. Robbie Grossman, kind of a career year last year. Revert to the mean this year. I don't see it. Victor Reyes, nice utility person. Good guy to have in the lineup occasionally. Not an everyday player. Harold Castro can get some big hits. Not an everyday player. Willie Castro, the lesser Castro, nothing to write home about. Akil Badu, the jury's still out. Where is this team's offense going to come from when it needs offense in meaningful games down the stretch? I don't know. I really don't know. I expect Riley Green to come to the show and immediately produce. I expect Spencer Torkelson to be a very productive player next year. Where's the rest coming from? Now, the pitching staff is going to be good. There's no doubt about that. I think within two or three years, the Tigers could have a top five staff in all of baseball. And maybe the plan is to win low-scoring games. But damn it, man, it just feels like a waste. Feels like we're setting up these pitchers to lose. Feels like we're setting up the fans to lose. And I don't think that it's fair to say that there were unlofty expectations. It is not too much to ask to do better than the second worst record in all of baseball. It is not too much to ask to have some form of hope and some form of optimism on Mother's Day. It is not too much to ask to see signs of improvement, signs this is going in the right direction, signs that brighter and greener pastures lay ahead. If you're a Tigers fan, you should be pissed. If you're a Detroit fan, you should be pissed. All of these teams that we have are in some form of rebuilding mode. We haven't experienced the postseason with any regularity between the four of them for almost a decade. It's bleak, it's sad, it's depressing, and so often these teams mirror each other. They all kind of have the same faults. The would-be young stars never really develop to be stars, and worse, the veterans that are brought in to be the stabilizing influences experience a significant deterioration in their talent. It's like Groundhog Day. So I don't know what the answer is. AJ Hinch has them. I'm sure he does. But even he seems to be a bit at a loss. He's been short in press conferences. Yesterday, he said he needed to figure out a way to beat the Baltimore Orioles tomorrow. And how freaking sad is that for a statement? Because it's no guarantee that they win a single game against the Orioles this weekend. The Orioles could come in to Detroit and walk away with a sweep. Detroit could be 9-26. and 26. How the hell did this happen again? Is this what it's going to be like every single year? I don't know how productive it is, but I think it's time to start showing some fire in whatever way you have. You watch that broadcast, and that broadcast many times I've said is dead, it's lifeless, it's geared toward a 65-year-old 
Jack Morris, get him out there saying inappropriate and uninsightful things. It's just a mess. But I will never forget how in the first or second game of the year, they had Avila in the booth, and it was like they were interviewing Kim Jong-un. This dear leader stuff. Thank you so much for spending money. Oh, you're doing a great job bringing a winner to Detroit. Oh, you're the best. What a savvy genius you are. And on and on and on. How about some hard truths on the broadcast? How about someone says this team sucks? How about someone says this team doesn't have a heart? How about someone says this team needs a spark? How about someone who can assess what's really going on? If they don't do it, I will. For the first 22 years of my life, the Tigers were terrible. And I watched every game. They had a brief fleeting run over about eight years that was spectacular that included two World Series trips and a combined one and eight record in those fall classics. They had some of the best pitching that's ever existed in the same rotation, and they leveraged it to exactly zero titles. But it was so fun to be a part of it. It was so fun to have live bullets come October. Being a Tigers fan is beginning to feel like it did when I was growing up, when I didn't know any better, when I thought you were just supposed to lose every single year like the Lions. I know better now. It doesn't have to be like this. Something can change. I hope the Tigers know that fans are pissed. It should be obvious. We're pissed because we demand better. We have to do a little bit better than this. And if the people currently in the roles can't do the job, find new people. I don't think this season is going to be a total loss. I don't think it's going to be a total waste, even if it's a pure disaster for four and a half more months. Because it could spark change. It could take the existing plans and cause them to be thrown in the garbage. The youth movement could really begin. But if it does, that's another two seasons of irrelevance. Hoping against hope that by 2025, the Tigers are in a position to compete. And even then, it's no guarantee. So in summation, shit is bad. We shouldn't pretend that it's not. Hopefully it gets better. Till it does, I'd rather watch a guy pleasure himself on my Zoom. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.